Hey everybody, it's your host Hampton Dorch. I am so fired up about this one today because we're talking about fitness and I have not talked about that very much on this podcast. Working out, running has really become a huge hobby of mine over the last couple of years and before you roll your eyes, I used to roll my eyes too. When people are like, I just love to work out really hard and run and sweat and eat healthy. It makes me feel good. I would just kind of get annoyed because I mean, I, I didn't admit it at the time, but deep down, a lot of that was like insecurity or jealousy that they were disciplined or, or kind of knew what they were doing. And finally, I humbled myself enough to start asking questions, doing the research and decided to put in the hard work. And now it has led to it being a huge hobby and a huge part of my life. I'm not trying to be a fitness influencer or anything. A lot of friends ask me, Hey, like, how do I do this? Or how do I do that? And it's, it's a, it's about 20 minutes of me talking straight to answer that question that I can't say every time. And I just want to have it documented so that I can share it with other people. Another quick note before we jump in, I thought I would mention that I am a dietitian as well as a strength and performance and conditioning coach. Kidding. I am literally none of those things. I'm not an expert on any, any of this stuff. I have done a lot of studying, a lot of research, and I've been doing this for years and this all works for me and I know it works for a lot of other people. So if anyone wants to come in and fact check me on some of this stuff, maybe I am wrong on a little, little bit of it, but I'm going to tell you what works for me. Next, please go ahead and turn this podcast off if you're not willing to be consistent. The key to success in anything in life, but especially fitness, is consistency. So you need to prioritize being consistently good over occasionally great. That is a pillar, a foundation that you must have. Most people prioritize intensity over consistency. How? Look at the gym parking lot on January 1st through 14th. There is not an open spot. On January 15th, the parking lot is halfway full. Why? Because we all want to be fit. We all want to have these New Year's resolutions of being really fit. And so what do we do? We go to the gym every day at the start of January because I'm going to be intense. I'm going to give it all I've got. And 99% of people can't maintain that for a long period of time. So they go to the gym for like seven days in a row and then they can't walk because they're you know, they, they injure themselves because they go after it way too hard or they're just like, oh my gosh, this isn't for me. The lie is that because someone works out seven days in a row, they think that they're going to see results, but you're not going to because you, you don't see results after a week. Also, you're not allowing yourself time to recover. There's so many reasons why after a week, you're not going to be able to see results and you're going to be so sore, you're not going to be able to walk. So you're probably just going to end up quitting. There's a guy named Ryan Leak that I follow that literally says he would go to the gym and not even do a workout. When he wanted to build the habit of learning to work out, he would just walk around in flip-flops and his friends would say, what are you hitting today? And he said, I don't know. I'm, I'm just walking around. I'm just here because he was mastering the art of showing up. If you cannot master the art of showing up to the gym or whatever fitness goals that you have, then, then don't do it. Like you, my goal is to help you understand how to make this a part of your lifestyle. And right now, the idea of being fit, the idea of running, the idea of lifting weights, the idea of eating healthy sounds so far because you're at ground zero. And so what do we need to do? We need to make small choices consistently over a long period of time that build into bigger choices and they will compound on each other. So maybe you go to the gym and do nothing one day. The next day you did do 10 pushups. The next day you do 11 pushups. And, and this is not the advice that I have for you. Like I'm still even not even into the episode yet, but I just want to tell you if you want to build a habit and you're not able to stay consistent, it's because it's not small enough. So make the habit small enough. And if you still don't choose to do it, like if the habit is five pushups a day and you don't do it, then you genuinely don't care. And so step one, you've got to learn how to be consistently good over occasionally great and build a habit. If you can do that, keep listening. If you're still here, that was a little bit harsh. I want to provide some encouragement here. I want this to become a lifestyle for you. Like being a fit and healthy person needs to be a part of your lifestyle. And you might be thinking already, mm, like I, I, I just want to be comfortable. I want to sit on the couch. I want to eat potatoes. I want to drink beer. I want to eat cake. 
nothing is wrong with all those things. Like we need to live a little bit. Okay. There was a time where I was way too regimented on all this stuff and I was kind of miserable. So I'm not suggesting that you do that, but what I am not suggesting, what I am telling you is that if you make health and fitness part of your lifestyle, you will have a better life. You'll be a better coworker, a better husband, wife, parent, friend, leader, because you're taking care of your vessel. Your body is your vessel, and the more you take care of it, the better you'll be able to show up in every area of your life. The only way to take care of it for a long period of time is to integrate it into your life and make it a part of your life. One of the last things I want to say before I jump in and start giving tips about nutrition and workout plans and everything like that is you could Google most things. I want to be careful here, but most fitness plans you could Google, and if you stuck to it, for the prescribed period of time and then continue doing it, it would work. Why am I telling you this? Because there is no easy button. There is no hack. There are definitely plans that are better than others. And there are some that are absolute garbage caveat. Anything that is promising you eat whatever you want and eat like this. As long as you take this fat burner, you'll be shredded. No, like all of that is, is garbage. But if there's like a, a lifting plan and a simple nutrition plan, that's not like eating powders and like eating a couple nuts and protein bars a day. If it's like good whole foods and there's like a fitness plan to it and you stick to it, you're probably going to see some pretty good results. Now, trust me. Yes, there are better ones than others. And, and I want to make sure that you are on the right direction. Hopefully this podcast will help you go in the right direction. But I'm saying all of that to give you one more reason to stop listening right now, <laughs> because nothing about what I say is going to do anything magical. You have to take ownership and do it yourself. So there's a hundred million fitness plans out there that are good, that are right, that are real. And the reason that there's so many is because there's such a big market and there's such a big market because people don't actually put in the work. And so you've got to take what I say or what someone else says and do it and put it in the work and make it a part of your lifestyle. All right, it's time for us to jump in. So there's a million different fitness goals that people have and desires. And I can't speak to all of those. I'll speak to the most common one that I hear, which is I want to burn some fat and build some muscle. So if you want to burn some fat and build some muscle, here's what it's going to take. 70% of it is going to come down to what you eat. 30% is going to come down to what you do in the gym. Now, I completely made up those numbers. Some people might disagree with me, but what I want you to understand is that you cannot out-train a bad diet. You cannot, especially the older that you get. You've got to understand that food is fuel, and that is going to help you perform in the gym. It's going to help you feel better. It's going to help you look better. And so you might be freaking out right now because you love your Zaxby's, and you love your cake, and you love your beer. And like, I'm not saying that you can't have that stuff, but it's not helping you. It's only hurting you. And and for me, it's like I, I, I like eating unhealthy stuff sometimes, but because fitness and working out has become a hobby of mine, I've started to view food as fuel. Like I am fueling my body to do the things that I love. The, the better I feel, the, the more that I will be able to, to put out in the gym and at work and in every area of my life. And so this is a mindset shift that doesn't happen overnight. But if you trust me, I, I do think that it's going to change your life. I mean, this is hard for people. It's simple, but hard. Like the facts about being a fit person are very, very simple, but, but it, it's, it's hard to adopt. And so just know that your nutrition is very important. Now, before I even jump in, cause I want to keep you, you don't have to spend a ton of money and you don't have to spend a ton of time cooking. I, I can give you some very practical ways to not spend a lot of money and to not spend a ton of like time cooking and, and doing all of that. Let's talk about nutrition. So everything comes back to calories and macros. Now, maybe you've tried counting those before. Maybe you've never heard of them before. Maybe you're somewhere in between. I want to be very careful here. I counted my calories for about a year and it was not good. Well, it was great, but it was not good. So here's one thing that I struggle with. I tracked and measured almost everything that I ate for a year. And if you do that accurately, you can literally control your weight loss and weight gain. Totally. Protein's a huge part of that. I'll speak to that too. Proteins, carbs, fats, those are all important. 
protein is the most important because that helps you build muscle and maintain muscle. I'll, I'll get to that in a minute though. But here's where I want to be careful. I developed a bad relationship with food because if I was in a social setting and there was just like food available, even if it was healthy, I was always wondering like how many, how many calories are in this? How many am I allowed to have? That's not really a place that you want to be in unless you're like a bodybuilder or something and you have to know exactly how many calories are in what you, you might not want to be someone that's like always counting because that can just create stressful situations. People can develop eating disorders. And I wouldn't say I necessarily had a disorder, but like it was not the greatest spot to be in. However, I'm going to caveat that though, because by counting my calories for a year, I learned the nutritional value of basically everything. And so I like to encourage people to, to download my fitness pal and maybe experiment with tracking calories for a month or so. Um, and, and if you have any feeling that this could help, you know, lead to you developing a unhealthy relationship with food, then I, I would be cautious. The reason I say this is because the way that you gain weight, maintain weight or lose weight all comes down to calorie consumption. Now there's exceptions to this. There's caveats to this. If you're a nutritional expert and you're hating me right now, I'm sorry. Think about it this way. Every day you burn a certain amount of calories. If you eat the exact amount of calories that you burn, you will stay the exact same weight. If you eat more calories than you burn over a long period of time, you will gain weight. If you eat less calories than you burn over a long period of time, you will lose weight. So I'm not going to go super in-depth about macros on this podcast. Macros are carbs, fats, and protein. They're all very important um, and, and, and essential. You do need all three of them. The one that I really want to hit home on is protein today because that is what helps you keep maintain and build muscle. So many people work out all the time and they're eating half the amount of protein they need to eat. That's like shooting yourself in the foot right before you run a marathon. Okay. So you need to eat enough protein. How much protein do I eat? Do I eat 0.8 grams of protein per pound of body weight or one gram of protein per pound of body weight. Somewhere in that ballpark is what I've heard is what I've done. Some people agree. Some people disagree. The simplest math is one gram of protein per pound of body weight. If you weigh 160 pounds, eat 160 grams of protein. I can't do that. That's hard. It's really not that hard. Okay. Like I, I mean, if you eat some eggs in the morning, if you eat, you know, lean meat, like chicken or ground Turkey for lunch and dinner, and then have a protein bar and maybe like a protein shake or something, boom, you did it. There you go. Like it, it, it's not as hard as you think. Just make sure you're getting enough protein. If that feels like too much, go to 0.8 grams of protein per pound of body weight. If you don't do that, you can never, ever, ever be upset about not maintaining or building muscle. So protein is very important. One quick thing that I want to address real quick about protein is if you want to drink protein shakes, that's totally awesome. Like I do sometimes, but like there's kind of this like gym bro vibe that people have that you know, you think you have to immediately crush a protein shake as soon as you're done working out. And people say that it's it's best to have protein like right when you finish. And I'm not going to go into the science behind all of that because I, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm the most educated there. But I think a lot of times people major on the minors when it comes to fitness. For most people, they need to go from living an unhealthy lifestyle to a healthy lifestyle. Once you live a healthy lifestyle and you're eating well and you have a fitness plan, then you can focus on things like supplements and, and, and all of that stuff at the top of the pyramid. I think people are looking for an easy button. They think a certain protein or pre-workout or vitamin or fat burner is going to like give them the results that they want. No, 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 no. A workout plan and a nutrition somewhat plan where you know what you're doing is what's going to give you the result. That is the firm foundation that you must build everything on. So what do I want you to do? Well, you got to know your goal. I don't know you. I don't know exactly what your goal is. I know a lot of people want to burn fat and build muscle. So in order to maintain the muscle you have and build more, you must eat enough protein. Cannot 
emphasize that enough. That's one of the most important things. Must eat enough protein. And then from there, it's going to come down to your caloric in- intake. Eat in a calorie surplus if you want to gain weight. Eat in a deficit if you want to lose weight. How do I know how many calories that I'm eating? How many know? How do I know how many calories I need to eat? I'm not going to go super in depth into all of that. Um, you can track your calories in my fitness pal if you want to. Just be careful and don't develop an unhealthy relationship with food. You can find out how many calories you need to eat um, by if you have like an Apple Watch and you see how many calories you burn. Um, eat more than that if you want to gain weight. Eat less than that if you want to lose weight. That number on your Apple Watch is not going to be exactly accurate. Another way you can figure out how many calories you need to eat is if you go on Google, you can just take a test, say, how many calories do I need to eat in a week? And you can put in your height and your weight and your goal, and that'll give you an idea. Of course, it's not going to be perfect, but it's somewhere to start. So if you're trying to lose weight and you're eating less calories, then it says that you're burning a day and you're still not losing weight. That means that you need to just like eat less. Um, So I'm not going to go like super deep into all of that, but a couple of things to understand People generally like to tell themselves that they're eating more than they are if they're trying to gain weight. It's the classic high school kid that's like, I'm eating as much as I can. That's not true. Eat more, you'll gain weight. Um, And then people like to tell themselves that they're eating less than they are um, when they're not losing weight because we, we generally like to make ourselves feel good about what we're doing. But if you look at the actual brutal facts of what you're putting in your body, um, what you input is the output that you're going to get. What you input is the output. I'm not sure that is correct, but moving on anyways, got to say this. This just came to mind. Be very careful about the sauce that you eat. Oh my goodness. I see people ruin their fitness plans because they eat so much sauce. And this is where I got to make a comment about calories. I'm not saying I want you to track your calories religiously because that can develop a bad relationship with food, but the amount of people that would be 10 pounds lighter always if they ate less sauce is a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of people. Chick-fil-A has a really healthy salad, but you absolutely ruin it when you pour the green avocado sauce on it. But Hampton, this sauce is what makes it taste good. I know that. <laughs> it, I know it tastes way better to me too. Chick-fil-A sauce on everything tastes way better. And if that's something that you're not willing to give up, the sauce, I totally get that. But someone has to tell you. If you dump that Chick-fil-A sauce on your salad, that's at least 300 calories. Let's say you ate that every day, 300 times seven, that's 2,100 calories, which is what a lot of you need to be eating a day. So imagine cutting that sauce out of your life. That's like fasting one day a week. Imagine how much less body fat you would be carrying (laughs) if if you did that. I, I know I just probably ruined a lot of your days because you love sauce. But eating healthy and then dumping unhealthy sauce on something is is not the move. You got to get some Frank's hot sauce. And no, I know it's not as good. But once you know um, what it's doing to your body, I, for a lot of people, they they learn to cut some of those unhealthy sauces out of their life. If you're still with me, I wanted to say something really quickly. If this episode is discouraging to you or if it's hurting you in any way, I'm so sorry. Please please feel free to stop listening. I am not the end-all be-all. I'm not the expert. We all have different goals for our body and for our life. There are so many things that I'm uneducated on that I've listened to podcasts or educational things before on and just been discouraged because the host or, or the person speaking is just kind of talking down on people. And I really hope that I'm not coming across that way. I've listened to this podcast probably 10 times over before releasing it just because I want it to come across as as helpful and I don't want to seem like prideful or rude as I'm going through this. And if you're sensing that for me, just please know that that is not my heart. Um, If you make it to the end of this episode, as I was recording it in real time, I felt the need to pray because I know that like I am, I am a broken, imperfect person. And I know that people have struggles with their body and the way that they view themselves. And the last thing I ever want to do is just make this all about like the way that you look or make you way over obsessed with the food that you're eating. Like, please live your life. There was a moment when I realized, man, if, if I'm this strict on my diet for the rest of my life, I think I'm really going to regret it. And so I know I get pretty excited and pretty intense in this episode. The reason for that is because I think there's a severe lack of education in our world around this. And so many people just don't know. 
I didn't know so much of this stuff. And now that I know it, I just want to share it. So I hope this is helpful for you. And if it's not, please stop listening. Um, but thank you for giving me your time. And thank you for trusting me uh, with, with some of this fitness stuff. So I'll get back to the rest of the episode. So now I'm going to tell you a little bit about what I eat before I go into like the workout plan and everything like that. And I might lose some people here. What I do for like what I eat, it's really all about saving time, saving money, eating healthy, obviously, and being simple because simplicity is the key to consistency or is a key to it. And so I've found that like making what I eat really simple has led to some long-term growth. So I meal prep all of my lunches, uh, at least for Monday through Friday. I do that sometime on the weekend and, oh, I'm busy. I travel on the weekend. It takes me about two minutes to meal prep for the whole week. Now I use a crock pot. So my newest thing, I'm calling it mush or chum. <laughs> I definitely lost people. But if you want to adopt the food, food is fuel mindset and you want to feel really good and you want to look good and you want to perform well in your life and in the gym, try this. So what I do is I get about two pounds of chicken. That ends up being like 50 to 60 grams of protein per meal because I'm making five meals. Get about two pounds of chicken, drop it in a crock pot. Then I get a bunch of frozen veggies. It doesn't really matter what, but I need veggies. That's good fiber. Veggies are obviously good for you. So drop like probably eight to 10 servings. I, I, I always eat more than the serving size, but like drop a bunch of veggies in the crock pot. Then I pour some chicken broth in there and then I just load it up with like garlic powder and some salt and pepper. And then I press six hours on low and I leave it. So it takes me literally two minutes to load the crock pot and then it goes for six hours and then I shred it up and I put it in five different containers that cost all under like $20. It takes me no time in the morning. I don't have to think about what I'm going to eat. I don't have to go out and find something to eat. It's the healthiest thing that I can eat. Uh, well, maybe that's not true, but like it works for me. So that is what I'm meal prepping right now. One more thing I forgot to add. I put rice with this as well. I have a rice cooker that makes it so easy to make. I put probably just five, maybe a little bit more than five servings of rice in the rice cooker. And I usually do that when the six hours is almost up. And then I just dump the rice in at the end and kind of stir it all together. Now you might be thinking, oh my gosh, you eat the same thing every day? Yeah, actually. I have eaten the same thing every day for probably over a thousand days now. <laughs> it's not actually exactly the same thing. And people that know me well kind of call me a robot and I'm not telling you to do the same thing. By no means do you have to eat mush or chum uh, to live a healthy lifestyle, to be able to build muscle, to stay lean. Like you don't have to do that. But for me, I, I don't love being a cook. I don't want to spend a ton of time cooking. I want to feel good. I want to look good. I want to be fueled up and I don't want to spend a ton of money. And that's what works for me. So for dinner at night, when I have a little bit more time and, and I'm married, so Erica's not necessarily going to want to eat the mush. I'll grill a ton of chicken at the beginning of the week and we'll eat on that. Or we'll make some ground turkey and put that with tacos, a couple different things like that. But I, whenever I'm doing for my meals, I'm always starting with the protein because protein is important. Your base should be protein. Make sure you're getting enough. And then everything else I'm eating, maybe a starch like a rice or um, a, a pasta. Now, be, be careful with pasta. You can you can go way off the rails there. But or potatoes, so a starch, and then some type of veggie. Like it's it's really not that complicated. So that's kind of like lunch and dinner. And yeah, I basically do that every day. And then for breakfast, a lot of times I eat four or five eggs. Maybe I'll eat some yogurt. Maybe I'll eat a protein bar. Again, I'm just trying to make sure that I'm getting some protein in early in the day to make sure that I'm able to hit that protein goal of 150, 160, 170 grams of protein somewhere around there for me every day. Now for snacks throughout the day, I think this is where people get in a lot of trouble. I can't remember the last time I've eaten a snack that wasn't either like some piece of beef jerky, a banana, an apple, a protein bar, maybe a few nuts or yogurt. Like that's literally all I have for a snack. When we get bored, 
that's when we turn to eat sometimes. And so ask yourself this question. Every time you get a little bit hungry and it's not time for a meal, say, am I hungry for an apple right now? And if the answer is no, that means that you're bored. <laughs> so I think if you have some healthy boundaries around any snacks, then you're good. And if you have a hard time like not snacking, then get some mint gum and chew the crap out of it and get some LaCroix or sparkling water or something and drink that. And that has helped me as well. So this is one of those things that I can't do for you. You're just going to have to figure out what works well for you. You might be someone that's like really picky or you're like a foodie where you love like really good quality food and like there are certainly healthy options to eat, and I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole, but Google is your friend. Google healthy options, if you will, and you know, just make sure you're not drenching something in sauce, again, because that's going to be a ton of extra calories uh, if you're trying to not gain a ton of weight, and then make sure that you're hitting your protein, and you should be good to go. Now, the last thing I want to talk about before we jump into weight training and working out and stuff like that is people say, well, what about, what about cheat days? Like, can I have cheat days? And the answer is yes. The answer is I, I, on the weekends, I don't go off the rails, um, but, but I'm definitely not as strict. Like you got to live your life and have some balance, but it's a red flag when someone that hasn't even started their fitness journey is already asking about cheat days. Just know that those quote cheat days are only hurting you. Like they're, they're not helping you. So that's really going to be up to you. I mean, if you eat uh, healthy like this, if you hit your goal like five out of seven days a week, six out of seven days a week, seven out of seven days a week, just know this, the more that you eat in a line with your goals, the faster you're going to get the results that you're looking for. And so if you have to have one cheat day a week, um, then you can do that. But if you're not seeing the results that you want, that would be the first thing that I would question. And so again, I want you to enjoy your life. I want you to eat a birthday cake at, at a, a piece of cake at your friend's birthday party and have a beer with a friend. Trust me, I do all of that stuff. But just know that that's not contributing towards that goal. It's, it's really pulling away from it. So every time you do that, don't feel shame. We don't do shame. Don't feel bad about it. But I would challenge you if you're starting a fitness journey, don't make your first question be, can I have a cheat day? Like just practice moderation. All righty, now it is time to start talking about working out. I understand I could go in a thousand different directions with this and I cannot speak directly to you individually, but I do know that for many, many people, their goal is to burn fat and build muscle. And so I'm going to talk about that. Now, a couple of things. If you are overweight and you're trying to burn fat, yes, do cardio, get on the treadmill, ride the bike, go for a walk, get on the ellipticals, but listen to the first however many minutes of this podcast, nutrition is equally, really, honestly, more important when it comes to burning fat. So know that. Also, even if you are trying to burn fat, that doesn't mean just get on the treadmill. You still want to do some some strength training too. I mean, I, I would recommend lifting some weights. Now, a quick caveat, I am a runner. I did CrossFit for two years. I've done a Murph every single day in April. So all of those things, or none of those things are contributing to like building the maximum amount of muscle that I could possibly do. So one of the primary reasons that I'm currently training this way is because of something that one of my guests recently said. Christian Huff has his own podcast called Four Eight Men, and he was on this one. But his podcast talks not only about training physically, but also spiritually. And something he said really impacted me recently, which is why I've been lifting and working out the way that I have. This is what he said. He works out for sanity, not vanity. And there was a time in my life where I worked out 100% for vanity. And it was because I cared 100% about how I looked. And yeah, it's good to feel comfortable in your own skin and you want to look good and everything like that. But I think if you train towards something, like if you have a specific goal and you're working towards that, maybe you'll get 85 to 90% of like the looks part of it that you're going for, but it's going to be much better for your mind. And maybe you won't build as much of an ego because it's not always about just like 
looking in the mirror at yourself at the gym, which is something that I'm trying to practice because there was a period of time where it was strictly how much muscle can I possibly build and how can I look as good as I possibly can. Hey everybody, quick note, as I've listened back through this, I just want to make sure I'm not confusing anyone. I know I just shared personally what I'm doing right now for fitness and I'll share more about that later, but um, this podcast is geared a little bit more towards someone that has struggled to find consistency and see the results that they're looking for in the gym. And what I've realized is once you build a foundation of muscle, if you eat enough protein to help maintain that, as long as you don't just completely stop working out, you can kind of maintain a lot of that. And that's a little bit where I am right now, but I just don't want to confuse anyone because I feel like I've gone back and forth between saying, yeah, a lot of people I know go from one fitness hobby to another, and then they're frustrated when they don't see the results um, with a certain amount of muscle they've built or something like that. So again, as I'm about to go in and share how to build a lot of muscle by being consistent and kind of doing the same workouts every week. I just didn't want to confuse anyone by sharing like what I'm specifically doing. But I think when you're starting off, if you're trying to be consistent, then I would, I would do this. And then once you build a foundation of muscle, you can decide what you want to do from there. So before I jump in and tell you how to build muscle, a couple things you need to understand. Building muscle is simple, but hard. Most people get distracted when it comes to fitness. They'll go to the gym for like a month and they'll lift weights and then their buddy will ask them to do a half marathon or a marathon. And so they train for that for a little while. And then, you know, they uh, start going to a CrossFit gym. And, and if you are living a healthy lifestyle and you just enjoy any type of fitness and you're happy with that, I am so proud of you. Like genuinely, please do what works for you. But if you're frustrated about not looking a certain way, not building a certain amount of muscle, that is why, because you haven't stuck to something for a long period of time. And the key to building muscle, the key to wild success in anything that you do is grit. What is the definition of grit? Passion and perseverance for a long period of time. Like it's simple, but hard building muscle is very, 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 very simple, but it's hard because you've got to stick to it for three, six, nine, 12 months, one, two, three, four, five, 10 years. I mean, there's people that have been doing this for decades. So I think so often I have friends that jump from one fitness thing to the next. And if that's kind of your thing, if you enjoy developing new hobbies and you just like the activity of fitness itself, great, do your thing. But if you're frustrated about not building a certain amount of muscle or not maintaining a certain amount, you've got to stick to stuff for a longer period of time. So now that I've gotten that out of the way, I'm speaking to the person that wants to build bigger arms, a bigger chest. Sure, they want to have abs, but abs are made in the kitchen. We've already talked about nutrition. Yes, you can do ab workouts. You should exercise your core. It's important. But if you're squatting and doing other exercises, you're working your core there. I barely ever do sit-ups and I have abs and it's because I eat a certain way. So Yes, I'm not going to talk about abs a lot, but if you want to get bigger legs, arms, you know, biceps, triceps, shoulders, chest, back, that is what I am talking about now. So this is going to be simple but hard, and the hard part is being consistent over a long period of time and knowing that there is no easy button and that you will not see results for a while. And so what I'm about to tell you at the end of this podcast, if you stick with it for a week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, do not step on the scale once. Do not look in the mirror once until you've done it, at least for like a month, because I think people get discouraged and they expect immediate results and you just need to master the art of showing up. You need to master the art of consistency. And so when it comes to building muscle, I'm not going to give you like every exercise that you need to do. And another principle that I talked about earlier, I'm trying to give you the foundation. Like we're not talking about how to be an elite bodybuilder right now. I'm not your guy for that. So the first thing you need to know is you need to learn how to do what's called progressive overload, which basically means that you're just getting stronger every time you go to the gym. So you're either adding one more rep or five more pounds. So now we're going to talk about 
how to track this. Some people do it in the notes app on their phone. I have used an app called strong. I think that's what it's called. It should be free where you can plug in any exercise you're doing. It'll have it on there. And then you put the amount of reps and the amount of weight. And the key here, the key to building muscle is getting stronger. And the key to getting stronger is lifting either more reps of the same weight or more weight. And you're not going to be able to do that if you don't track it. So you need to track it and lift a little bit more either by reps or by weight every time. Now, what I'm not going to do is go into all the details of all the different workout plans that you could do. But for example, let's talk about bench press. Bench, obviously that's building like your chest and your triceps a little bit. So there is this method called the five by five method, which I have um, gone by for a while. It's where you do five sets of five reps. And so let's say um, you can do 185 pounds for five different sets of five reps and you, you rest, you know, two, three, four minutes in between. So if you hit 185 pounds um, for five sets of five reps, the next week you're going to show up and move it to 190 pounds. Now, hopefully you hit that. Maybe you don't. Maybe like on the last set you only get like four reps or something. So if that were the case, then you would do 190 pounds again until you get five, 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 five. Then you go up a little bit more. Some people measure um, this progressive overload that I'm talking about in rep ranges of like six to eight. So um, let's say you're at 185 pounds and maybe you're doing like three sets. Well, maybe your first set, you do it for eight reps. Your second set, you do it for seven. Your third set, you do it for six. Well, then you need to come back next week and maybe you do it for eight, seven, and then seven. And the next week you do eight, eight, and seven, and then you do eight, eight, and eight. The point I'm trying to make is as long as you are lifting more weight or more reps every time, that's how you get stronger and that is how you will build muscle. Now, there is a hundred million trillion workout plans that you could do, and I'm not even going to try to give you one right here. What I will tell you is if you stick to progressive overloading for all of the different lifts that you're doing, you're going to get stronger and you're going to build more muscle. And as you build more muscle, if you're eating enough protein and focusing on your nutrition, you will start to see the results on the scale, in the mirror, however you want to see those. Now, I can't give you a fitness plan here. Um, seriously, Google something. Like there's um, a couple different workout routines. One, one would be like push-pull where you're doing like push workouts one day and then you're doing pool workouts another day or some people do like chest and tries back and buys shoulders and legs or like chest and back uh shoulders and arms and then leg i mean there's so many different variations my advice to you my requirement to you is literally pick one of them get on google and type in push pull split for a week or um buys and tries or chest and back like you just pick a plan plug it in the strong app or the notes app on your phone and do it like every week for a month, two months, three months, and make sure you practice progressive overloading and you will see the results that you want. Before I close this whole thing out, I want to address a few things as well as tell you just a little bit about my fitness background and what I'm up to right now. So when it comes to fitness, obviously you can do a ton of different things. You can rock climb, you can ride a bike, you can do jujitsu, you can lift weights like I'm talking about, you can run, you can box. I mean, anything that's active is 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 good for you. It really all comes down to what your goals are. Now, I know a lot of people want to look a certain way, which is why I keep talking about building muscle. But I, I do want to mention that I love running. Like out of all fitness things, my best God-given talent is my ability to run. Now, do you build a ton of muscle all over your body from running? No. I mean, the best runners in the world are like super skinny. Do they do strength training? Yes. Now, do they serve two masters? No, they serve one running, but they, they, they do run and do some strength training as well. The point that I'm trying to make is what I'm doing right now is what is called like the hybrid athlete approach where I do a good bit of running as well as a good bit of strength training. 
I follow Nick Bear. He's the founder of Bear Performance Nutrition. Amazing guy. He's jacked, but also can run faster than most people. And I think it's a really, really cool approach. And I just wanted to say that because I am all for people that enjoy running. I'm all for people that do CrossFit. Like, let me talk about CrossFit for a second. I did it for two years. So much fun. The community that you will have from being in a CrossFit gym is unlike any other. It's probably the closest thing to feeling like you're playing a sport again because there's like this competition. A lot of people do get injured, but I think they get injured because people get egos and they don't warm up and recover and stretch and do mobility enough. And um, that that's kind of why people get hurt. But like with CrossFit, I would say the reason that like the best of the best of CrossFit, CrossFit athletes look sick is because you know, the CrossFit Metcon that you're doing probably five days a week is great. And the occasional strength training is great. But these people are working out three or four hours a day where they're doing strength training like I'm talking about, as well as lots of Metcons and high intensity stuff like that. And so if your primary goal is to like look a certain way, oh, heck yeah, you'll look great if you do CrossFit and eat well. Now, the CrossFit build is going to focus a lot on your legs and a lot on your shoulders. You may not do a ton of chest and everything like that. So, again, the reason that I was talking specifically about um, building muscle in the way I was is because sometimes CrossFit programming doesn't really follow a super strict uh, routine, if you will. And you're not really doing much of like progressive overload where, yes, you're going to build muscle over time, but you're not focusing as much on building certain muscles. So I'm, I'm all for CrossFit. If you want to do that, that's great. But if you're not satisfied with the way that certain muscles are being built, it's because you're probably not working them consistently and focusing on progressive overload. And back to being a hybrid athlete, which is what I'm doing now. I'm recording this in the month of April where I'm doing a Murph every day. That's like a side challenge that I wanted to do. But the hybrid athlete approach, um, I, I don't know if everyone would agree with me on this, but it's a whole lot of fun. And I feel like I have like muscle on my body, but I also have a healthy heart and I can be active and I can run. I feel like that's, I, I'm, I'm trying to get to sort of the peak of like all around athleticism, if you will, where it's, I'm not like a skinny cross country runner, but I'm not like a meathead. I'm kind of somewhere in the middle, which that's sort of what you could find doing CrossFit too. But, um, I, I kind of stopped doing CrossFit for the time being and maybe forever because I just feel like in the long term. I kind of saw myself probably getting hurt because I was just going super hard with it. And I just have always loved running. That's what I've been best at. And I love Nick Bear and his team and everything they're doing. So I'm going more with the hybrid athlete approach. I do just want to say that sometimes people start running and lifting at the same time, which by all means, be a hybrid athlete. That's great. But um, if you want to see the best possible results, like with building muscle, I would recommend that you lean towards the lifting side of thing like do the progressive overload that i'm talking about and sure you can run if you want to um but you just want to make sure you're recovering well you want to make sure that you're eating enough i think sometimes people split it 50 50 down the middle when they have no fitness foundation a lot of these hybrid athletes that you're seeing that are jacked but are also running a ton it's because they lifted for four years and built a certain amount of muscle eat protein to maintain it and then run on top of that and that there's a good chance that that is not you. You can become a better runner and build muscle at the same time, but like it's going to take longer. It just kind of comes down to, to what your goals are. For anybody that cares, my quick fitness story is I grew up playing all the sports and love sports and everything, basketball, soccer, a little bit of football. Wasn't the most aggressive person when I got hit. I, I was kind of soft, so I didn't like that. A little bit of baseball, kind of played it all, but then basically switched to fully soccer and track and at one point only ran track and was kind of sold out to that wanted to run in college had some some pretty good natural talent when it came uh to just being fast like I ran the 800 and, and mild 800 was probably my best I ran like a 158 800 but I quit after my sophomore year um because I barely got any better from my freshman year to my sophomore year. And the reason I didn't get better is because I didn't try and I didn't train. And I was relying on natural talent because I didn't want to work hard, <laughs> which is so much of what I do now. Like I love working hard. It's like redemption for what I didn't do back then. Now I'm thankful for my story because 
I didn't run in college. I went to Stanford University. I made a lot of great friends. I met my wife there. Like I'm thankful for how it worked out, but um, felt like I left some potential out there. Uh, so I ended up quitting track because I, I honestly didn't want to work hard and be disciplined. And I just played soccer and had fun with that. And then got to college, didn't run for four straight years and started lifting weights. Now, I didn't follow a plan. And so what I did is I would bench press and I would curl and I would probably never do legs. And I didn't have like a strict plan. I was kind of on and off, but I would like chug protein shakes when I finished. And so I gained weight and built some muscle because I was honestly probably eating like crap. And I drank like this mass gainer protein shake. and I didn't really know what I was doing. So I built some foundational level of strength, but I was not doing the nutrition thing at all. Like, had I have known then what I know now, I would have eaten so much differently. Now I'm college, like I wouldn't have eaten perfectly and I probably wouldn't have been as healthy as I was now, but there's just a whole lot of lack of education um, out there. And that's kind of the purpose of why I'm making this. So when I graduated college, right when I was about to graduate, COVID hit. So I was living at home with my parents and I just started diving into all of this stuff. And that's when I started combining healthy nutrition with a strategic plan with lifting. So progressive overload when it comes to lifting as well as um, eating well. And then my job uh, offered me a membership to a CrossFit gym. So I did that for two years and it was so much fun. Did a couple of competitions, uh, did the CrossFit Open, made it to the quarterfinals. Um, what would have kept me from progressing to like the semifinals or something like that was the fact that like, I can't snatch 315 pounds and I'm not like, I wasn't the absolute strongest by no means was I close to making the semifinals, but I made the quarters, which is, which is pretty good. That's like, you know, top 10% of people in the country or whatever, but that, that was a, a lot of fun. Uh, but then basically I just started realizing that I loved running and yes, you run some in CrossFit, but CrossFit is just so spread out across the board. And as fun as it was, I just wanted to get back into running more consistently and lifting. And I just felt like there was a, a smaller chance of me injuring myself and I was wanting to play the long game. So now I'm more in a hybrid athlete approach where I lift, you know, most days of the week, run most days of the week. It's a lot, but again, in April, I took a little break where I'm doing a Murph every day. Who knows? I, I might continue doing that in May. It's a fun little challenge, focusing a little bit more on sanity, not vanity. Um, but anyways, that's just a little bit of my story. We will see where it goes, um, but just wanted to mention that for anyone that was wondering. So that's basically it. Um, there's rabbit trails that we could go down in so many different areas, and I just can't do that on here. There are people that know way more about this than me. I just wanted to give you a base level knowledge and just be as honest as I possibly could with you. A couple of things to remember, your nutrition is really, really important. And I know that that might be overwhelming. Um, but I promise you, if you start eating healthier, you're going to feel better and you're going to look better. And if you combine nutrition with fitness, that's when you really see the results. And when you really see the results, that's what helps you stick to something because it's motivating. And so I'm just telling you this because it worked for me. When I only used to lift weights and I ate like crap, I was kind of inconsistent with lifting weights because I didn't see like the results. I would do a thousand sit-ups and not have abs because why? Well, abs are made in the kitchen and, and not by doing a thousand sit-ups. Um, and so I hope that this was helpful for you. Um, I'm going to do something right now that I have never done on this podcast before, but I just feel really compelled to do it um, for a couple of different reasons. But I'm actually going to pray for you, whether you're a Christian or not. I just hope that you would accept this. If you want to turn it off, you can, but um, I, I, I'm just, I'm just going to pray for you. So God, I pray for the person listening to this podcast right now. Um, first off, I just pray that if they sensed any, arrogance or pride from me. Um, God, I just pray that they would know that that's not my heart. I get pretty fired up and, and passionate about this because I know where I was. Like I know when I lived um, more unhealthy that like I wasn't as happy. I didn't feel as good and I, I wasn't able to like serve people and, and, and work the way that like I can now. Um, I just pray that my delivery would come off as like helpful to people. I pray for any shame that someone might feel right now about their body. 
about maybe bad decisions that they've made over the years. I pray that um, maybe today would be the first day that they start to make good choices for the temple that you've given them because our bodies are a temple that you have blessed us with. Um, I pray for any um, uh, disorders when it comes to the way that people view food. Um, if anyone has that, uh, I, I just ask that they would be able to um, defeat that through your power. And I also just pray against anyone developing that. I just want to be super mindful of not obsessing over tracking everything with food, God, because at the end of the day, whether we have like a six pack abs or not, that, that doesn't matter. Um, and just thank you for delivering me from the time where I felt like I had to eat perfectly all the time. That's not my goal for people. I just want people to, to feel better. Um, so that they can live the lives that they are called to live. Um, I pray that people would be disciplined, that they would invite other people in their lives to hold them accountable, um, that people would be able to, to be consistently good over occasionally great. Um, more importantly, God, I, I pray that people would uh, would, would seek you. <laughs> like, God, this is for me right now. You You are so much more important and so much better than anything this world has to offer. And even the most fit people in the world might be miserable because there's a great chance that, that they don't have you. And so, um, God, I just pray for the listener right now that if they're about to start some fitness journey, that you would just uh, be with them and help them to Build a body that can serve you well, that can love their kids one day, their grandkids one day, and maybe even their great-grandkids. Um, and again, would, would, would my words, as I've heard a pastor often say, would my words in this podcast fall to the ground and, and blow away? Because I only know so much of what I'm talking about. Um, but, but would your words remain? Whatever you want somebody to hear from this podcast, would they remain with someone and would they make changes based off of that? I thank you for the opportunity to have this podcast and to, to speak to people, whether one person's listening or thousands of people are listening. And I just ask that I would get out of the way and that you would come through. I pray this all in your name. Amen.